with Air Cargo World. Hello, welcome to On Air with Air Cargo World. My name is Kathy Morrow Robertson, and I'll be your host today. Um, I generally write a weekly column for Air Cargo World. I am usually focused on the express market, parcels, um, freight forwarders, and so on. Today, we have a really interesting person with us, Simon Watson, uh, founder of CharterSync. Uh, it's a really cool concept, and particularly with everything going on in the air cargo market this, these days, I kind of felt like it was appropriate to talk about CharterSync. So with that, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Simon. Hi, Simon. How you doing? Hi, Kathy. I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Welcome. Welcome. So, Simon, first of all, give us a little bit of background on yourself and what CharterSync is and why did you decide to start such a company as CharterSync? That's a, a really good question. I do ask, my, ask myself that quite quite a lot at the moment <laughs> but, uh, it's uh, for, for good reasons for good reasons um so the way um it's all started i guess a bit of background to myself i guess since a young kid um always been passionate in aviation and excited by aircraft and flying things and um that led me when i was younger to learn to fly um when i was sort of 13 14 as a kid and then I, I grew up and wanting to be uh, an airline pilot um, at the time and um, then throughout went to university, throughout university, studied um, physics in the end and then ended up um, getting into sort of the tech era of, of the world and understanding sort of development of software apps and applications. And then I was really fortunate upon graduation, um, went on to an airline cadet course and then um, started flying for EasyJet in the UK and, 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 and later on um, for a national flag carrier here in the UK as, a, as an airline pilot. At that time, I, uh, whilst I was doing my training, I met uh, my co-founder, Ed uh, Gillette, um, whilst we were doing our, our flight training for the airline. And um, his previous experience was as a traditional cargo charter broker. So acting as that intermediary person, passing the request from the freight forwarder to the appropriate airlines and feeding back the responses. We got talking one night. He explained what his previous job used to be. I, obviously, with my background in tech and sort of digitization, so I thought, oh, well, that's a market that really sounds a bit out of date. And this was back in 2012, 2013. Fast forward two or three years, and um, we kept an eye on the market, the charter market, what was going on. And actually, when we started learn, um, started actually on the line flying for the airline, um, we realized the market still hadn't moved forward um, as it hadn't for the last 40 years. And we thought, OK, let's, uh, let's see what we can do with this market. And uh, basically, the idea was born... Uh, drew up the blueprint for the concept of, of, of Charter Sync at the time, and then um, yeah, go forward to 2019 July, and we launched it at um, Ekogu um, Transport Logistic in uh, Munich in, in 2019, and then um, yeah, three years later, here we are. <laughs> wow, what a time to start a, a business just a few months before COVID hit. So yeah, so let me ask you how how was that? I mean, when you know with COVID hitting in 2020 the entire air well the entire world basically just shut down i mean we lost what over 50 percent of the air capacity alone um was there a great demand for your services um during covid or how, how did that go yeah i was in the uk in 2019 we also had brexit on the horizon <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. Oh gosh, yes. what a great time. Yeah, I know. Supply chain was yeah. We we launched in July 2019, and um, we've then the. Um, in the not too distant future, I think it was the end of 2019, start of 2020, when the planned Brexit was, was planned in. And then obviously, um, so we launched straight into that. And I guess when you start a business, the learning curve is now vertical and you can are continuously learning every day um, of how to iterate and refine the business model, the, the, the tech and the execution. Whilst we're also trying to do that with the backdrop of Brexit, changing the way in which you know, trade and, and, and cargo and air freight moves into and out of the UK uh, with customs clearances. So that actually created a higher level of disruption. Um, we started our business um, refocusing on the automotive vertical um, within Charter. So that is obviously the movement of parts um, for the just-in-time supply chain from the shipper um, to um, the actual production plants, um, which normally are obviously dislocated um, in, in location. And um, that vertical automotive through the disruption through Brexit, that actually resulted in a high number of charters at the start of 2020, at the top of my head, I think we were doing a couple of hundred charters a, a month for the first period of 2020. And then um, we obviously hit COVID. Um, now what COVID did with, to the automotive industry was pretty much wipe, you know, wiped off the face of the, of the planet really. It, it dropped yeah. off a cliff in quarter two 2020 at that point 95 percent of our of our business was automotive so pretty much nearly overnight 95 percent of our business and our regular traffic our regular clients um and charters did, sort of basically disappeared um not exactly the most ideal position to be in <laughs> no. just, uh, oh my gosh just, uh, i know having just started the business and the business concept being completely new to the market yeah it left us in an interesting position so what we did was we sort of went back to the basics, which was, okay, right, so capacity decreased. So the demand is going to be there for you, obviously, the likes of PPE, et cetera. So what we then did was we pivoted to then some of the top 20 global forwarders uh, and really pitched our services um, for those um, then moving uh, PPE uh, from China, Asia into Europe at the time. And um, so we completely changed our client base, our parts of our business model, how we operated. And I'm really fortunately by targeting that type of vertical at that time, um, we ended up uh, being involved with actually the first um, cargo charters into Italy for um, PPE. Um, obviously it Italy was really badly affected in Europe um, by, the, by COVID. And so we flew the first aircraft into Italy, and then we were involved with a number of projects into France, Spain, and also into the UK. So it ended up being actually um, sort of beneficial for us in terms of you know business and business growth. Um, but it was after some quick thinking. There. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Now, going back to, okay, so just a quick question here. With the charters, you partner up with various airlines? When we very, very first started in, in July in 2019, um, our original hypothesis for the business was that we can connect freight forwarders directly to cargo airlines for them to then procure charter options. And that was the basic business model at the start through a tech platform. What we realized was the freight forwarding logistics market. Um, there are different types of clients, uh, as is every market. And there is a persona and a type of freight forwarder that is you know, highly experienced in how to carry out and execute a charter, how to manage it operationally, and which airlines to, to work with and have relationships with airlines they work with. And then there are freight forwarders that have never done charters uh, before or don't have that level of experience to be able to execute the charter um, themselves. So what we realized, we put this 
system to market and actually it worked really well for one area of the market so the freight forwarders who could do it themselves and had that expert knowledge in-house um for the freight forwarders that didn't know what they were doing it wasn't working so well and, and like with anything you, you focus on what works well and what and you know you sort of iterate around that and so what we ended up doing through the pandemic is um, we've evolved ChartersInc now to basically act as a, uh, a cargo, a digital cargo charter brokerage. So um, like a, a charter brokerage does at the moment, an intermediary between a freight forwarder's request and an airline, what um, our company does is we have our own internal proprietary software and system that allows us to take that request from the freight forwarder. Our team then take that request and then push that out to all of the airlines in the market um, that are then in our system with the options coming back in back into our system and then pushed back to the client. So the benefits of that being obviously speed of response. So um, I think our fastest quote was about 45 seconds um, to, a, to a client after a request came in. Um, so speed of response and then just simplicity is we're condensing all of that, you know, what would be emails backwards and forwards all into one system in one place. We, we, we really make uh, increase efficiency. So that's a business model of charter thinking so that partnering with airlines i guess yeah we act as that intermediary between the two parties wow and simplicity is something that the supply chains uh supply chains around the world hasn't really uh benefited from um over the past couple of years uh so i'm sure <laughs> that simplicity has been greatly appreciated so let's fast forward to to today so you know, I hate to say that we're post-COVID because there are still uh, so many COVID cases out there. Maybe mm. we're we're slowly moving away from the pan. Maybe the pandemic part itself is over. So, what does the market look like today? Has it changed much versus last year? Good question. Yeah, I did. Like, I was a COVID slash the pandemic. I mean, I think the positive side of me obviously likes to think obviously i think we are past let's say touch with the worst of it as it were yeah and um, now looking forward in how it how the market is for, for for cargo charters so um the first quarter second quarter of this year the charter market has been still very good very very buoyant um driven you know mostly by sort of a, a lack of uh, capacity high demand global economic factors you know, such as the war etc in within uh, europe uh, disruption continuing across supply chains globally which has continued to drive some of the rates um, to stay high i think what we're seeing now is um in the air freight market some of the capacity returning demand slightly dropping the rates are now coming down in the cargo charter market um not back to normal pre pre-pandemic levels but but coming uh, back to a uh, you know, lowering to a higher level still. And um, I think generally what I can see is that charter through the pandemic became a, I think for shippers and for freight forwarders, became a um, sort of a secure, a safe way of moving cargo from A to B. So if you wanted your cargo moving, you can do it by charter. It sort of locks in that that timeline um, and it reduces that risk of disruption. And I think that that, potentially is there to stay i think in terms of a product being cargo charter being a not a feasible option for freight forwarders that may never have considered it before so i like to think that i can see um the rates and the demand for cargo charter reducing but still staying at a level much higher than pre-pandemic hmm. but i know um i remember last year uh there was a number of freight forwarders here in the u.s 
that were chartering airplanes on behalf of their customers, particularly the retailer customers, the retail customers, uh, primarily because they couldn't keep inventory. Uh, we as consumers were just spending, uh, yeah. sitting around spending money right and left. We're, you know, redecorating the homes, uh, renovating the homes and doing all kinds of stuff versus being able to travel. And mm. um, and like I said, a lot of these uh, foreigners ended up having to uh, charter the planes just to get the inventory to the retailer in a very quick manner. Well, now here in the U.S., these retailers are sitting on way too much inventory and mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be a need for air charter services. However, I would imagine there are other um, verticals that's probably still needing, you know, air charter services. I, I think going back to, you know, when y'all first began, for example, the automotive industry, mm -hmm. uh, they're still hurting, it seems like. Uh, have you seen a greater demand in the automotive industry or any other industries or even the retailers? In terms of market verticals, um, so um, oil and gas is, um, is 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 a good is a good example. That's that's obviously that's a good buoyant market. Um, that's partly in part driven, obviously, by the the price of oil at the moment is obviously increasing, and and with that, um, there's more activity in that market and vertical. Um, you touched on automotive. Automotive um, globally um, has indeed sort of returned back to, and if not higher than the pre-pandemic levels. Um, some of that. You know the the driver for uh, cargo charter being the likes of you know semiconductor uh, movements mm -hmm. of semiconductors, um, we see that quite a lot. Um, that 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 has been um, very busy for us, and, and that's what we've seen. Um, and then you've got um, you know the likes of e-commerce, etc., still continuing to drive out of Asia into Europe into the states. Um, it looks to be um, a, a still a, a very buoyant market for cargo charters. So retailer, retail side, um, less so. Um, and like you said, there's high levels of inventory, um, you know, that were, I think, brought into or Europe, into the States and they're sitting on yeah a lot of inventory there. So I, I think that market um, uh, that has not been such a, a busy market for us. Mm, OK, so as we're entering the second half of, uh, of this year, you know, we have the holiday season towards the end of the year, you know, the Christmas season and such. Yeah. Usually that typically, and I hate to use the word typically because we haven't been in any type of typical or normal <laughs> environment for several years now, but usually there is a big push for air freight, uh, air freight demand to get, you know, to help out with inventory replenishment or last minute uh, manufacturing or what have you, you know, to, to close out the calendar year for companies. Do y'all have any insight into what this, um, this second half, this holiday season may look like for the air cargo market as well as the air charter uh, market? What, what we've seen is... Um... There's a lot of um, freight forwarders obviously setting up their own uh, charter networks, um, and there's already already a lot of long-term projects that are in place with various clients um, that run all the way through to the end of the year and beyond. Um, and I think that because of well, there's two sides to that. That's obviously locking in capacity for freight forwarders, 
um, so that they can um, ride that, you know, benefit from it in some ways that the demand on the air freight capacity and, and really lock in and secure for the, the shippers um, and the end retailers moving those products. And so, um, but by doing that though, the, 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 the one of the uh, things that creates is it reduces capacity for the rest of the market. So it reduces the ad hoc capacity that's available for the rest of the market because a lot of carriers are, are tied into long-term projects um, and and really, although there's been a big push and an increase in the number of freighters that are a lot of uh, cargo airlines are now, you know, you'll see a lot of um, conversions being done, a lot of orders being made, being announced by all of the uh, cargo airlines and even passenger airlines. Um, however, they won't be delivered, you know, for another couple of years. And so I see potential where there is going to be a potential lack of capacity still um, going the second half of this year into quarter four. Um and, and yeah, I, I think I could potentially see the rates um, spiking and increasing again in the air freight side um, as well. Although the passenger um, belly hold um, capacity is coming back to the market, I do see a potential for um, the, 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 the rates to, to um, stay high or increase based on um, yeah, a lot of these long-term projects still going on um, and, it's, and it's locked in capacity. Mm, okay. What do you see for charter sync in the next couple of years two to five years good question again another one that we ask ourselves internally quite a lot um starting the company really out of a passion for you know solving this problem and making a, a market more accessible i think you know there's a lot of opportunities and i think one of our biggest issues is the number of opportunities that faces we're still the only company that is digitizing the cargo charter market it's a very complex market driven by relationships driven by uh, complex you know, nuances in the way the market works versus the, the, you know, the air freight market. Obviously, the air freight markets had a, had a lot of digitization, the likes of Cargo One, Web Cargo Freight Arts have done fantastically well, um, fantastic teams. And um, Cargo Charter really hasn't moved forward. Um, it, I think the pandemic showed that, um, wow, is it hard to get an, ex- uh, is, it, is it hard to access charter, cargo charter rates? Yeah. And cargo airlines, wow, is it hard to manage your cargo charter operation? And for freight forwarders, you know, wow, does it take a long time to get that rate? And, you know, so what we've seen is the software that we use internally within CharterSync is, is really beneficial for us as a business. Um, and there's an immense amount of power in, in that technology. And so what we're going to be looking at over the next couple of years is, you know, effectively taking that software that's proprietary to us in-house and then allowing freight forwarders um, to use that software themselves um, within their own cargo charter operation. Um, so that'd be with, you know, obviously the charter networks and all of the cargo carriers they work with to centralise their charter operation, make it more efficient and, and really speed it up. Um, so there's some really exciting things that we're probably going to be announcing at the end of this year, into next year, um, to the market um, around the, you know, the use of our software and the technology for the rest of the market but uh i can't say any more than uh, than that but um yeah um you know that's i see a lot. that's a yeah. lot and it's really smart what you're doing what y'all are are doing so good yeah job. we we certainly we certainly think so and um you know we're really excited about the potential of you know the overall concept of digitizing the cargo charter markets mm-hmm. places it's a real vital market um and, you know, sometimes you can't, you know, it, it, markets like this can't run on just emails from a freight forwarder going to an airline and waiting for a response. You know, we work, we do live in a, you know, on-demand um, type uh, market. So we, we need to make the, the cargo charter more accessible um, to, to the participants. Yeah. 
I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> well, Simon, I think our time is about up here. I really want to thank you um, no. for joining us. And um, I think with that, uh, I will, um, again, appreciate it. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in. And be sure and check out all the stuff, um, all the articles and the other podcasts that are available on Air Cargo World's website. It's aircargoworld.com. Thank you very much. <laughs>